0: Welcome to the Kim and Aaron Unleashed Podcast. We are going to talk about our first TravCest adventure trip is in the books. It is complete and we are going to talk all about that on this episode.
1: Which I can't believe we're even saying. I know. Which is crazy. And we're going to take you behind the scenes and really share the good, the bad, the real. Just all the things. Thoughts, experience, we're gonna get into it. We got lots to unpack here.
0: All right, welcome to this week's show. We are live from a different hotel room than last week's. This one's more of an upgrade.
1: So, we like literally, side note, we came back from our hike, our Inca Trail hike. We checked back into the same hotel, which was absolutely incredible. Anyone who's coming to Cusco, Rumi Punky, shout out. Like, big time. This hotel has been, oh my gosh, they have just been incredible. We're shout paying, out Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. We are paying for our own room. So, this isn't like, you know, sponsored anything. They have just gone above and above, beyond to like make sure we are comfortable, have everything we need. And we came back from our hike. And we had to check back into the hotel so instead of just checking back into like our main room that's a you know a, a regular hotel room they upgraded us to like literally a penthouse suite yeah it's insane no
0: it is it's <laughs> basically our first room on steroids but then has like its own little like office like with a microwave and a sink and like extra storage and a little place to do these like anything we want to do work wise, it's phenomenal.
1: A beautiful shower. But it's like we walked in and literally started crying. So we're like, this is exactly what we needed because we have this break in between the first groups so and we wanted to get some work done. We just wanted a comfortable place to spread out, kind of recharge, um, catch up on things. And just have a, a nice place to be able to do that. And so it almost feels like we're an apartment now.
0: Really does. And
1: that was literally the best shower of our life coming back Ugh. after not showering for four days. Yeah. It was one of those like street or range. Range Yeah, it was like oh, brought us this tears. So that is where we're doing this podcast from. Yep. is the penthouse suite at Rumi Pinky. Punky. Pinky. Yeah. In Cusco, Peru. And so much has happened.
0: It really has. It's like... I almost feel like this is gonna be a good therapy session for us in a way to kind of break down everything
1: well yeah so the group so we just got that done with our first ever Travis adventure group and what does that mean so <laughs> and what is that basically it's the first ever trip that Aaron and I planned as a group trip where Aaron and I planned every single thing and then we just had, we send, you know shared about it with our healthcare traveling community. People signed up to come on this trip and Aaron and I basically led the whole thing, right? So we just wrapped up the first group. Like they just left yesterday. And I feel like we have been go, 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 inundated, stimulated, just in the groove with everybody for ten days straight. It's just been nonstop, and everybody left. And now it's like, okay, I feel like we're kind of coming down and processing.
0: Coming down hard.
1: Coming down hard. Processing. You know, debriefing. Just really going through it because I feel like it's kind of hard to really go, like, like let all the things come up into process when you're in it constantly. 100%. So now I feel like today we are like, it's almost like the empty nest, you know, like when you, when your kids leave and I feel like our kids left and now it's just mom and dad and we're like, oh my God.
0: You're also, I mean, when you're in it, right, you're number one, we didn't know what to expect either. So we had planned it. We had talked to people. We had as much information as possible. But when you're actually in it, you're actually just putting out fires because you're not able to really process and like make decisions you have to make them quick mm-hmm. and i think that was something that we learned and we'll talk about more on in this podcast but basically you know now you have a lot of hindsight going into the second group which i think is great
1: oh 100 percent. because we learned so much we we kept joking with the first group because we're like you guys are like our guinea pigs like uh, we're able to like work our cooies cooies yeah. <laughs> Poo- cooies it's guinea pig in peru which they eat here yeah Um, I know it's really sad, but, um, yeah, they got to be our guinea pigs so that we could work out all the kinks. So we learned a lot and there was a lot of tough moments and challenges and things that came up. We learned a lot. So we're going to kind of take all of that and the second group will have a better experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what you say that though? I don't think there was a lot of tough experiences in hindsight.
1: Just for you and me. That was it. Not... Well, okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that because be I don't your think thoughts. the group itself had that. I think that some stuff came up for you and I, which we'll get into.
0: Which I'm saying, I don't think it's as big as it felt in the moment. A
1: hundred million percent, I agree with you.
0: Oh, you agree? with Yeah, me. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was pretty fucking smooth. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I agree. For okay. our first trip, let's take it back. So, kind of just an overview of the trip. So the reason why we did two groups. 2 back-to-back groups is because we wanted to have a really small intimate group and so we knew that we were going to do 20 people max and so we thought instead of just doing 20 people in a big group let's split it up do 10 and 10 and have it just be more intimate. I feel like it's hard to really connect when you're in this huge group of people like you kind of click up or you don't really get Time with people well, right
0: if, if anybody's ever been to a dinner party with a work group or anything like that you know that like yeah you're going to dinner with all those people but tables don't unless you're up and mingling like you sit and you talk to the four people around you like you really don't reach out and like yell across the table to really have that experience so we use that and tried to get it down as, as much as possible but obviously you're not going to book a travel adventure trip for two people
1: right And even because like coming off the Dominican, it was 22 of us, I think. And it was a lot of people, right? It's a lot of personalities to manage. It's like even at dinner, like we said, it's hard to like, you're kind of at one side of the table. You're not really talking to the other people. So we, yeah, that was important to us. And I honestly think 10 people was almost too much. Like we had 11 actually. So it was 13, including Aaron and I. And I would have liked to have had it a little bit smaller because we all got to connect because I mean, we were in the trenches together. Like we bonded, we all had our own moments together. But I think if it was even smaller, like the next group is six people plus Aaron and I, like I feel like you just, um, there's more space and more room to really dive deeper and connect with everybody yeah you know what i mean
0: i agree but I, I think that i i think i would never go over 11 max i think that was still perfect though
1: yeah i mean yeah
0: i mean i felt like i was able to connect with everybody that was on this trip
1: yeah i think we feel a little differently about it like i think i think six would be perfect um, and I agree too, but like the dinners and things like that, where you're just so far away from each other. Like, I just like being close with people. I like connecting with people. I feel like I was able to do that, but if it would have been smaller, it would have been even more. Right. So like, that was one thing that we talked about when we were creating these tri size trips or this trip and, you know, hopefully going to create more in the future that we wanted it to be a more boutique experience, right? A more intimate experience because there's so many, companies that do trips, right? Anybody can like do a travel trip and lead people, but there's, you know, 20 people, 30 people. Sometimes you get up into these crazy big tours, there's, you know, 30, 40, 50 people, and so it's cheaper but it's, like, who wants to travel with that many people? Like, we never do group trips, so we're not group trip people to begin with. So, I'm, like, if we're going to do a – I want it to be boutique. I want it to be intimate, and I want it to be, like, a smaller group. So, we kind of knew that's what we were going to create from the beginning. I never wanted to be 20-plus people in one group. I just – to me, it feels too much. That's just yeah. how I feel about it.
0: No, I think, like, I, I loved it because it was enough people – but still boutique enough that everybody's personalities got to accelerate the group, right? Or like add something to the group. I think everybody in the group felt everybody else's personality and were able to build upon it or, you know, draw closer together because we drew closer as a group instead of as individuals.
1: 100%. Yeah. I mean, it it was such an incredible incredible group we all had different personalities but it all just worked like we bonded you know like it was when you go through something like we did which we're gonna get into yeah i was gonna say No, yeah we're gonna, having
0: a tough time in this intro because i feel like i want to like jump into things but i feel like we're gonna get into it as well yeah we'll
1: get into like what the like actual bones was of the trip but i just wanted to say that we you know we were talking to just the group and it was like when we announced this trip you know we had hundreds of people who were interested right who wanted to come wanted to learn more about it and so to to kind of make it fair we did like a first come first serve so the people that came had to get their stuff in very quickly it sold out very quickly that was just the nature of how we went about it and we were like we so these were some of the first people right to get their stuff in and we were like we couldn't imagine doing this first trip with anybody else like it was the absolute perfect group of humans. And I can't imagine having done with done it with anybody else. No, like I, I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah. I I, I miss them a lot. Even though, I'm, them. even though I'm enjoying my time right now and trying to gear up for group two, which would be a totally different experience. But I think just two things on that note. Number one, if you hear me huffing and puffing, it's because we were at eleven thousand feet still. I thought I would be like you know like I'm in Florida now but I'm still not which I think you're doing a lot better than me
1: I feel okay when I walk around I still get a little bit out of breath but honestly like I yeah. feel okay
0: I don't know I feel like I'm getting winded I feel I like, you're, like
1: taking steps backwards
0: I know like you
1: were totally fine the whole time this whole entire time you haven't had one incident and you didn't even take diamox which for anybody who doesn't know what that is it's uh, something you take that helps you acclimatize and get used to the altitude faster you didn't even take that no So anyways, I just feel like we have to watch that and that um, I also think you're just freaking exhausted. Like it's been go, 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 go since the second we got here.
0: Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. I mean, on that note, what I was saying was like, number one, I do think that looking back at the way we did the trip and we had so many people interested in the way we did that kind of like hurry up, carts open, go first 20 to book, get to go. Is a personality trait as well, right? And I think that that helped align the personalities that are on this trip.
1: hundred percent. Because
0: we we didn't do drag your feet. Oh. You know, it's like first ten done, and it's sold out. Game over. Like, and I think that's a personality trait that a lot of people don't have, but it's a personality trait that that we are attracted to. Uh, yeah. People because- that can pull the trigger, take action, and say yes, I'm I'm in.
1: They were committed.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll commit now and learn later. A
1: hundred percent. Because that's how we are. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, let's just, if you feel called to something, like when we ask everybody, like, what made you want to say yes to this trip? Right? Like so quickly, there wasn't a lot of time to think through it. And it's like, when you feel that feeling in your gut and your intuition that you're like, you connect to it. You're like, I don't know exactly, but I'm drawn to this and I feel this and I want to commit to it. Let's go. Like that's how you and I are when you, when you follow that feeling. Right. And that's what everybody did. It was like, I'm just going to follow this and go and we'll figure it out. And I know that those were the exact people we were supposed to do the first trip with. And it was funny because one of the girls was like, you know she saw the trip and she didn't want to go alone and she reached out to her you know childhood best friend her travel buddy they do trips together and uh, her friend is a mom and a, you know wife and has a Career. life and all the things right as a lot of people do and she just said hey do you trust me do you want to go on this trip with a bunch of strangers <laughs> we don't know it's going to be great i got a feeling like let's do this like let's do this together and her friend was like yep let's do it five minutes yeah it was like they both just committed and I like was I had chills like here Mm -hmm. next I'm like hey what a cool fucking friend Mm -hmm. uh everybody needs a friend like that where you're just like you want to go do something crazy together and have an adventure and she's like yeah sign me up where do I sign like where do I send my passport you know so that was like really cool um anyways yeah it was just
0: and then the the last thing that I wanted to say was, you know, if you're asking in your head and you're listening and you're like, why are you doing two? I think, you know, number one, th- this was a dream of ours, of Kemenites for what? since 20 I mean probably way back a you know, couple we, of
1: years before we decided to do it in 2020 was the first time we decided to actually do it it was canceled because of COVID but years even leading up to yeah, that we there was a lot
0: to. of wine nights of tears and you know just these feelings of bringing like-minded people on an adventure where we push ourselves and we do something together and we get out of our comfort zones and we learn from each other and we take on you know each other's personalities to where like they help i mean i'm i'm shaped differently now today than i was when we started this trip these people have changed me for the better and having that dream and then seeing it come to action and now being in the past i i was just so overwhelmed by the fact that so many people wanted to come that i was like we we have to do too now gearing up for the second trip i'm just like oh boy
1: well <laughs> yeah put a pin in that for a second I want to circle back but just to piggyback on what you just said was like what did you just say again <laughs>
0: <laughs> forever, I, got,
1: I got distracted
0: forever different from the people that came on this trip because it was a dream of ours to put these people together oh, to
1: bring people to a community together of like-minded people like you just said to get out of our comfort zone to push ourselves and we push pushed ourselves like this was not easy this Mm -hmm. was tough and because we were in the trenches because we were a team because we we pushed and we grinded and we supported each other like we have a bond that nobody will ever understand what we actually went through on that trail even the second group right will be a completely different experience than what we had with that first group Mm -hmm. and like that is something we have always been so passionate about is like Bringing people together to push ourselves, to get out of our comfort zone, to try something new, to have an adventure and to leave on the other side of it feeling, feeling like a shift, feeling something that you were able to let go of, a resistance, a healing, a new freedom as something you learned about yourself that you have now taken with you from an experience and are moving forward in life with this thing, with this strength. And, like, that is what... That was our dream. And now being on the other side of it with this first group, that is what happened. It is. And that is, like... Powerful. So powerful and so emotional because it was better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. No, Blows it was my mind.
0: And it's, you know, like, Joe and I were talking a lot. Um, and Joe
1: is somebody who came on the trip with us. Shout out to Joe and Sarah. We love we'll, you, we'll, our new best friend. Yep.
0: <laughs> and, um... He was, he was just talking about me being like a visionary, just somebody that like sees things. And it's just funny how seeing this trip and I used to, remember how we used to watch The Biggest Loser and I would just cry like the whole time. And I, I thought it was a drive to help people get healthy, but I realized it had really nothing to do with that. I do enjoy that, um, which we've attempted to do that, but that wasn't our thing. But it was the, the fact that The biggest loser wasn't just work out two days or two hours a day it was literally an all-day thing they were pushing these people to to the brim to the max to where they would break down on the treadmills or whatever they were doing weight wise and have these moments of reflection and moments of like oh my god like i've been living my life like this for so long and something came up because when you push yourself to that max things come up you have no room in your head for thoughts right you're just thinking of how i'm going to get through this and being so connected to seeing that algorithm, I guess you could say, and then transcribing it to say like, what are are we good at? And we are good at traveling, and you're amazing at booking things and and researching things, and to see that the Biggest Loser system came into play during this trip, which was exactly as I had envisioned it and what I'm connected to.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like every, every single person on this trip had a breakthrough moment Mm -hmm. like literally not exaggerating every person cried had a moment Mm -hmm. tears like emotion whether it was because something I actually I wouldn't say it was because it was hard it was like the, the moments that we reached we over like we got through something that was really tough like There was such an emotional response and then that triggered other emotions and other things and other breakthroughs and it was just so powerful because we all had our own different experience, emotional experience that was so powerful and we all didn't know why the other one necessarily, not everybody, why they were emotional, why they were crying, why they were having a moment. But we still shared in it together. Well, the
0: vulnerability, right? Yeah. Allowed it cut the lock for everybody else to have their moment, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yeah. And then there was a safe space within the group. hundred percent. To have it. And then, of course, you build friendships, lifelong friendships over that bond and that vulnerability and releasing that and that emotion. I mean, if, if somebody would have been up there like all hardcore, like there would have been a disconnect mm-hmm. in the group. Because it would have been like, what you know, I don't feel safe here because so and so is trying to be macho, right? But everybody was just in their moment, vulnerable and connecting mm-hmm. and using each other for strength, and that created that lifelong bond.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. Many, many moments of that on the trail, specifically, mm-hmm. right? So the overall vibe of the group, because again. You know, anyone who knows Aaron and I know that we love, you know, something that's physically challenging like this. You're pushing yourself. You're in nature. You're in the mountains. You're having these experiences. But we also love food. We also love having drinks and just like and ex- learning, learning, exploring new places. Like it's all a part of it. like that's how we like to travel. So we wanted to create something that would be like if Aaron and I arrived in a town, a new city, like what would we do what would we plan how would we want to experience it so that was kind of the intention with creating this trip right so just a quick rundown of like what we actually even did was like the first night we just went to a dinner. Everybody came in, which was a total shit show Mm -hmm. in its own situation, which, you know, again, it's just kind of learning. You have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible. Like people's flights were from Lima to Cusco were canceled. They had to be rerouted, get on new flights. So the, like the last person was supposed to arrive, I think at like 1230 or one. And that ended up, so we were like, cool, everyone will get in at 1, they can rest, take naps, relax, we'll go have this great dinner together, get to know each other, which that turned into like the last person getting in at like 8 p.m., meeting us at the restaurant, everyone's freaking exhausted, like 24-hour layovers in Lima, like it was crazy. But what was cool is like, it was such a, a good energy, a good vibe group of mm-hmm. like, just be like hey this that sucked i'm freaking exhausted but that's part of the adventure that's that's part of what you sign up it's for when you travel not everything goes smooth and it's funny because the last girl to arrive shout out to alexis who's incredible it Alyssa was,
0: arrived last
1: time. oh okay Alyssa arrived last okay you're right Alyssa ride la arrived last alexis was the second one Alyssa's traveled before like she's you know oh, she well versed. Like, she's like whatever guys I'm here Whatever. her husband had
0: showed up way before her oh, Yeah
1: her husband jumped on another flight They got <laughs> on two separate flights So her husband got there earlier She was the last one Still showed up with a smile on Just be like let's do this Like let's mm-hmm. you know Alexis it was her first ever time Leaving the United States mm-hmm. First well, ever with Keaton. Yeah yeah, two people. It was their first time ever leaving the United States. And, uh, you know, it, it, Alexis like pulled up at the restaurant and you could just tell like, she was just so tired and just like, what well, and alone, mind mm-hmm. you. First time traveling internationally, but alone. Mm-hmm. And just showed up. And so it was like, we all showed up and we had a really nice dinner together, got to know each other a little bit. And then I went home, went to bed. Everyone was like absolutely wrecked. And then the next day we did like a walking tour of the city. Okay.
0: Alexis then got up at 8 a.m. the next morning and went on a horseback ride. Oh, yeah. I forgot
1: about that. They're legends, man. Dude. I don't even, yeah. I don't know how they did that. We had been
0: here three days prior and I was like, We "Eh." are a
1: freaking wreck, bro. We were like, we're going to sleep in. We'll see y'all at 1230. (laughs) Like we slept till like nine. Yeah. But also I know like when you have a limited amount of time, like you want to get in as much as possible. You and I have time, you know? Um, but anyways, we did a walking tour to learn about the history of the city. Wah, wah. Yeah. Which here's the thing. Like we love those tours. Like I, cause like you walk by these buildings in Cusco and now I have a new appreciation because I actually learned about the history of what happened here. Mm-hmm. You appreciate it more. Like I love that. But this tour was like four hours. I've never been on a tour that was four hours. No. Like, it was insane.
0: Usually walking tours are an hour and a half to two hours, max. Yeah.
1: People started, like, sleeping with their eyes I, closed I was, or eyes I was open. losing it. Yeah.
0: Like, I was like, okay, I don't care to see another place. Like, I, I'm done.
1: Yeah. It, it was long. We learned a lot. But then we learned that, like, a lot of this stuff we learned on that tour, we also learned through other things that we did. So we're going to, like, nix that mm-hmm. and give people more time to get acclimated and do their their own thing because that night we did a food tour
0: no that was cool
1: which is something we love to do because you get a lay of the land we have new places that we want to go try like eating all the food it was so cool it was so much fun yep oh we forgot to say too the first night that we get here i wake up to text on whatsapp that Joe, one of our friends, ends up in the hospital here in Cusco because he had altitude sickness. Yep. That seems like a lifetime ago.
0: That was the first night. Yeah.
1: He had to go to the hospital because he was super sick. Yeah. But then he recovered.
0: Which, another shout out to this hotel. Mm-hmm. They literally called the nurse. The nurse came in immediately, hooked him up to oxygen, got his like pulse ox, did his blood pressure, did everything, and then realized that he needed to go to the clinic. They drove him to the clinic. Hooked him up, did everything. He was back to new and back to the food tour by 445. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And never no, stopped. No, he did the
1: walking tour with us. He the did. history tour. He did. He he was like having breakfast with us. Like, yeah, he was such a trooper. But he's like, as soon as they hooked me up to oxygen and gave me the IVs, he's like, I felt a million times better.
0: Yeah. So, so if the second group is listening to this. Yeah. There, there's resources there for you. So yeah. don't fret my pet.
1: Don't fret my pet. <laughs> so, and then the third day we hiked Umanate Lake, <sighs> which was freaking hard.
0: Humanite, Umate. Umate Umate Lake. Absolutely beautiful. One of the prettiest hikes we've done at the end. Um, even the hike itself was pretty cool. Um, but it was crazy. And it was all day. And there was delays, and the roads well, were closed, and every but it was basically the minor leagues to Inca,
1: right? So all so yeah, so it was fourteen thousand feet of elevation. It was a pretty tough hike uh, because again, it's the altitude, right? So like you have to go slow. The air is thinner. You you can't catch your breath as quickly, and you're climbing, right? It was you're climbing up. And it was a great trial because one of the guys who did it with us had a really, he did it like a rock star, yeah. but super rock realized star. he had a really hard time. He ended up getting checked out by the doctor. His blood pressure was super high. And they just said, um, you, you, you can't hike the Inca Trail so unfortunately he didn't get to do the inca trail with us but it was a great indicator and a great test run to kind of see where everybody was at too Mm -hmm.
0: um
1: on the way home so that was a crazy it was a you know long hike like it wasn't supposed to take that long and our guide, super mario who's like so awesome we ended up being the last like group to leave, it was like super late. We were the only van in the parking lot. We lost like half the people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like because they we didn't lose them, but they were like super slow. And then somebody ended up going like past like the wrong way, and it was like, oh my god. And then we finally get back in the van to go have lunch. We're all starving. They closed the roads because they do that here in Peru. Well,
0: they're doing construction on that. Would yeah, say, like like the road to get there. Yeah,
1: so we ended up having to stay at. This plate, this farm where we had lunch, it was, perfect. It was an absolutely amazing. Uh, but I, on that trip, I got super car sick.
0: So did like three other people. Yeah.
1: So, and I, we didn't, I didn't take Dramamine that I didn't even think about it. And I was, I literally puked like three times. Mm-hmm. I would like puke and then I would get out, I would, you know, feel sick, get out, puke, feel better, get back in, feel sick again, puke, feel better. It was like absolutely crazy. So I definitely like wasn't feeling my best after that hike, but, um, but it was super cool.
0: Yeah, it was, but I mean, we rolled back into town at like 7 45 PM from getting up at what five fifteen five 5 o'clock they were telling us to leave yeah
1: that was a long every single day is up at the butt crack of dawn and then you go to bed at you know or i mean you go to bed early some of us so yeah some <laughs> of us did um most <laughs> of us did because like you're just so spent like you're so tired but every morning was super early i mean when i tell you like from the moment everybody got here it was definitely a go 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 type of trip there was not a lot of downtime at all mm-hmm. you were just kind of in it like um and then the next day we did we did a tour of the sacred valley which is really beautiful it's an area here lots of runes and different things um like inca runes and in once history. again
0: 5 a.m to 7 30 or 6 30. yeah 6 30 7 o'clock and then we had our breakdown
1: our group inca. tended to be this, i don't know why but like we were always just like they they said it would take x amount of time but it always took us so much longer than everything that they said I say on that i think because We also stopped a lot and we talked and we took pictures and we had a lot of fun. Like we weren't just like head down, get this done. Like we like embraced every moment and we took it in. So we did move a lot slower than maybe other people. We
0: did. We moved a lot slower. We took a lot of group pictures. We took a lot of individual pictures. We asked questions. Like we were getting our money's worth per se. Like taking in every moment like i'm not the type of traveler that likes to walk by something look at it and leave like i want to ask questions i want to know what's going on i want to embrace where we're at and embrace the beauty that's around us and peru does not like let you down in that area yeah everywhere you look you're just like this is insane
1: right yeah so we like everything we were super slow everything took so much longer so we were supposed to get back earlier We didn't end up getting back to later i also found this awesome place for us to all go have lunch it was like this beautiful farm
0: we took forever there
1: i wanted to actually take longer there um but we had to go to like another rune i'd honestly next time would rather like skip the last rune because you see so many here it's almost like it sounds kind of whatever like because it's like i appreciate the history and the runes but it's like It's almost in New Zealand. You see so many waterfalls. You're like, they're absolutely beautiful, but there's so many waterfalls.
0: It's the zebra effect.
1: Right. Yeah. On the safari, it's like, you see so many zebras. You're like, I want to see a freaking lion. Like, there's, you know, and so you kind of get jaded in that way wherever you are or like spoiled, I guess, because there's so many ruins and they're all beautiful, but we see so many that it's like, I would have rather have spent the rest of the afternoon just like in that farm drinking a cup of coffee or a glass of wine they had game, like fun outdoor games you could play and just like chilling it was Mm -hmm. freaking beautiful maybe we could do that next time Mm -hmm. i don't know anyway um so we did that and then so we come home okay so this is where things get juicy so not juicy but like you know you're with a lot of personalities and again aaron and i Like we don't do group travel, like we're solo travelers, we're good travelers together, we're on the same page, we can also be quiet when we wanna be, we can, you know, we're just, we travel well together and we're not used to being with people all the time. And so, And there was also like there were some stressful points because we were managing everything like people had questions people needed this and like the group was great like it's not like they were super needy or whatever but it was just like when you're trying to coordinate right on Mm -hmm. the back end making sure that everything is smooth and set up and good to go like it's a lot to keep up with Mm -hmm. right. A lot of constant thinking and making sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think on the bus ride home, like we just, we're feeling, well, I was actually okay. I, I was feeling a little burnt out. Like I was kind of like, I just want to, I just want to be quiet. I just want a little bit of alone time. I, I was just kind of feeling a little tired. You were in a bad mood.
0: I wasn't in a bad mood. I, I was tell. getting a little bit more analytical because I, I had, we had just found out that morning that um, Michael couldn't go on the trip. Mhm. And that just like spun me because I'm like, "Oh my god, like that really sucks. Like is he okay? Like how can we make this work?" Like I was running through scenarios on my head without any information that I could get on like how we could make this work. Oh yeah, cuz we
1: found out while we were on that tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Right, because he w- they woke up that morning and they said Michael's not going to come on the Sacred Valley tour.
1: Right, and so you were trying to process all that, and then
0: and we were filming,
1: and we're we're doing a YouTube video for this first group, which is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see it. Like you need to get on it, <laughs> and and so you know it takes thought, it takes setting up shots, it takes talking about how do you want to go about this, what do you want to say about this, what's the B roll to connect to what we're saying. So that's a whole another.
0: level 11 other people in the video right how do you make that work right
1: and so a lot of so that's that's another thing to take on so in that moment i was just wanting to be present with the group which i tend to do like i'll be like i just want to be with the group i want to connect with people that's part of the experience too right you don't want to always just be running about running around trying to figure out the logistical stuff and like miss out on being a part of while why we're all there together and so i was kind of doing that and then aaron was getting frustrated with me because he's like you're not taking the like you're not like being a participant with this video
0: and i'm stuck with it
1: and like i'm trying to figure it out and i'm like i don't give a fuck about the video right now and so like that kind of started it uh because i was like i don't care about the video like let's just let it be today and you were like no it's it's part of this storyline whatever so that kind of started it. We talked at the top of the tower, and we're like, look, I apologize, because I recognize that, yes, we, we agreed to, to be all in on this video, and that um, that what you were saying wasn't that big of a deal. I was just kind of feeling irritated in the moment, because I'm like, I don't feel like talking about the video right now. I just want to go listen to the freaking him talk about the runes. <laughs> So that we kind of got into a little tip about that.
0: Right. And I also think like a little bit of my frustration started to click in with the fact that we always were the last group. And that we always were. Because, again, there's that level of like, Kim and I planned this, but we planned it through other guides, right? Other companies that are in Peru. So it's not like Kim and I guiding everybody. It's not like us renting the van and driving it everywhere. We have people doing that for us. What I did notice is like I still, other than what we talked about earlier about embracing and like really being in it. I don't know why we were so late. Right. But like, I also don't know if that's a Peruvian thing as well. Right. I I still can't figure that out. I guess the second group we'll see. Right. That'll be a good testament. But I will say going into the next group, I'm not going to give like times. Because I don't know who's at fault in that area. But when you're kind of like, you know, air quote, in charge, you've I felt a sense of responsibility to hold to those times so that people could plan and and get things that they needed to get done. Like if they were saying, I don't have my money that I need. I need to get back and do it. You know, or I have things I need to do because we're going to be back at this time. And then we're not. And then that puts people in a tizzy and I feel like, I don't want to bring that onto the group.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just simple. It's like if they say we're going to be home at 6, then we'll, we might be home at 6, but it'll probably be later than that. So plan accordingly. Like, you know, yeah, you again, you have to be flexible and adaptable. Like, we, yeah, it's part of the experience. Of- but,
0: but looking at this through leadership eyes, though, right? Like, I think I was also kicking myself for not being a little bit more adamant about like getting prepared sooner but i also feel like we were so go 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 that that's really hard to do so like that that was something i was evaluating in the moment and i was getting so analytical and i was getting so frustrated in myself that it was coming out through my pores
1: yes and that's the thing with you is that you wear your emotions on your sleeve. Like you weren't, you weren't being mean or, uh, you, I don't think anyone else knew that you were in a bad mood. We were on the bus. It's not like, you know, whatever I could tell. Cause I know you so well and I could tell you were kind of shutting down. I didn't know exactly what was going on and I couldn't just ask you, right? Cause we're like with all these other people. And so I'm like, okay. Like, so then I was trying kind of being like, what's up? Like, I don't understand what's going on. and. Um, and what you were saying, like that was one big takeaway. And this is part of what we talked about that night at dinner, which we've been alluding to is we went to dinner when we got home and we Aaron and I like we got into it because <laughs> we were just kind of unleashing all these things. But one of the things that we did definitely take away was that there is that line, this is what you were trying to say, between just being on a travel adventure with other people, but also being leaders of this group and the responsibility that comes with that. And I was not wanting to really like hear that in the moment because I'm like we're being we're awesome. everything is smooth. everyone's taken care of. every like we're good. like now let's just be present with these people and have fun. and it was we were kind of miscommunicating, right? And because after really talking about it with I totally got where you were coming from. And so with the next group, no matter what and we wanted to do this for the first group, but we got lax because, you know, everyone's tired or they're going to bed or... Their
0: flights got in right late, you know, that first night.
1: But making sure that we have a group meeting every night to say, listen, this is what you need for tomorrow when it comes to tips or money or whatever. So like every night when we're going to bed, everybody's on the same page as far as what they need for the next day. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like we were pretty good about that but like, you you can send messages and you can say things in advance but like unless everybody's all together in a circle, we've learned looking at each other, sometimes the message doesn't necessarily translate or get through and then the next day people are scrambling or you're like, what the fuck? We've already said, have this ready to go. Why is this an issue? Well,
0: And also it's one of those things that, yeah, but if we got home at six thirty. then i will have enough time exactly. to go do that before i go right. to bed but when everything is pushed back two hours now that changes the game when you're trying to pack your stuff and check out and get ready for the inca trail and weigh your duffel bags and go get cash and do i mean it's a three fifteen or 3 a.m wake up call
1: right exactly so yeah it's like that that fine line I, yeah we thought we were gonna have more time and so that night so we get back from the secret valley at what seven or something Yes, yeah, so. so that night we have our guides coming over that we're going to be hiking the Inca Trail with to do a basically a, a debrief, a meeting of kind of what to expect to bring the duffel bags, which is what we pack our stuff in that the porters carry for us. And they're going to go through all of that with us. That night, we have to pack for the Inca Trail, get our things ready. Pack our suitcases because we have to check out of our hotel and leave our stuff with them. So there was a lot to do. Get money. Get money. Get all...
0: food. Nobody ate dinner.
1: No, right. So by the time we got back, we're all exhausted. We're all hangry, and we know what's ahead of us. We know we can't just go off to bed. We have to prepare for the next morning, waking up at four a.m. to go start the Inca Trail.
0: Oh no, it was a four thirty. Yeah, we
1: got. Yeah, we had to get up at four. They picked us up at like four thirty. Yeah so we're all exhausted and it was funny because we had our our guide for sacred valley walter Walter, was incredible Mm -hmm. he was incredible just good energy so smart just spoke beautiful english like you could really just understand everything he was saying he was just fantastic we come back the uh the guides came our inca trail guides came for the the debrief, the meeting, and we thought it was only gonna be like 15 minutes. or like power through, we'll get in and out, and we'll go get dinner, and then we'll pack our stuff up. And it ended up being way longer, and the lead guide, Saul. Saul. He went through every detail of every day, even to the point like we're gonna stop here and take pictures, and then we're gonna walk 30 minutes and do, you know. So we're, all of us, our eyes are glazed over. Because we're like, bro, Kim, Kim what so, do you need? She kept
0: saying in my ear, read the room, bro. Read the room. Literally,
1: everybody was eyes closed. I, like, over. We were so tired. And, we, and I was like, I miss Walter. Like, who is this clown over here? Like, he is, no. Like, he can't be our guy. Like, I was just, like, so... <sighs> i was just so i don't know like it, 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 i felt negative about it i was just like this is gonna fucking suck like what is he even talking about he's going on and on and on it's just too much like shut up <laughs> shut up like we were all we all felt that way and he could probably feel that energy and so we were just so finally we got through this well, whole funny, thing just
0: to show a point of like how we were feeling he was like okay everybody i need like t-shirt sizes and i'm going to call out names and so he would call out people's names and they would be like here (laughs) like you could tell nobody was listening nobody cared he was saying
1: nobody cared we were all just like because again we just were kind of like And also, Walter, he does Inca Trail Guide. So he gave us such a rundown. Like, we got so much good information from him. So I felt like we already kind of knew what to expect. We were just like, give us the duffels. What do you need from us tomorrow? And then once we got into it, we could be like, okay, the second day is this. The third day is this. I'm like, I don't care about where we're taking pictures on the fourth day. I need pizza. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, which, again, just side note, Saul ended up and Alfie, We're obsessed with. They were incredible guides because I was like, he's not Walter. Like, I don't like him. Like, he doesn't have good vibes. They were amazing. Amazing.
0: To the fact that they came to dinner with us on the last night, which they both said they do not do. Yep. Ever. And they felt such a connection with us. And i i think i want to leave it to the end to just talk about the people of peru yeah um but just saying that they're they're family now like we are they're on our whatsapp they're in our whatsapp group
1: oh yeah they're a part of the group
0: <laughs> They're yeah. part, like poor saul had to do a two-day turnaround uh because of a, a guide got sick he's on the inca trail currently while we are recording this yeah
1: so he had like one day to recover two days to recover when he was going back out there, but he still came to dinner with us and then Alfie came out dancing with us. It was like so awesome. took us to some spot. Like they, yeah, they're family now, which is just so funny, is like your perception when you're hangry, tired, over it, in a bad mood, frustrated, and then to see that completely clear and just be like, Oh my gosh, like I can't imagine having any other guides mm-hmm. for that trip. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, so we go through all that. We're all, like, pissed off at the world, like, whatever. Uh, Which, it's hard because you're, like, we're about to go hike the Inca Trail. We're in Peru. We're having this incredible experience. Stop being an asshole. Get your shit together. Like, Mm -hmm. how spoiled are we? We're, like, we're hungry. Like, relax, you know? Right. Anyways, Aaron and I go to dinner. And uh, we're, like, we need to talk. Just the (laughs) two of us. Yeah. And... We just ended up like, it was almost like all this built up feelings of overwhelm, feeling stress, feeling just like excitement too. everything, right? Exhaustion. Because also like you can't take it, take it out on anyone else, right? Like I'm not going to go off on anyone in the group. Not that I needed to, right? It's not whatever, but it was like we just kind of released all of this like tension out but like on each other well yeah
0: and both of us got up from the table at least once i thought somebody i thought Nobody you were, got up from
1: the table you
0: started to walk out yeah you did i did not once you did you got up from your chair and you're like i'm over this
1: oh i said i'm over this and i you got
0: up from your chair
1: no you're exact i went to the back i never said i was leaving i went to the bathroom okay the, the point is i think the waiter like, i saw him out of the corner of my eye like because we had like dirty plates or whatever and he, you know they'll come take them away and he kind of was like walking over looked at us like turned around and went the other way like i don't think anyone wanted to approach our table no, like,
0: and it's a weird argument too because you're trying not to yell you're in a public space yeah. it's actually a really good spot to have an argument yeah in, unless you just don't care but Kim and I do care and I didn't want to create a scene but I mean it's kind of hard when you're that aggravated it
1: was a heated
0: very just, heated. like
1: anyone who would have been looking at us yeah would have been like "Ooh, look at that couple like they're not having a good dinner like you could tell we were like frustrated we were like seething through our teeth yeah. <laughs> so a lot of stuff came out like you were saying about the leadership thing and like how we need to take this seriously and then all you know the video and then um just feeling frustrated talking about about a couple other things and but then it got to that point where we were like, okay, like we could take a step back and say like, calm down a little bit and like remind each other that we're on the same team. Like we cannot turn on each other because we're frustrated with outside stuff or, or even inside stuff. But like we cannot turn on each other. Like we have each other's backs. We need to be stronger to support each other on this. And like it was a really good moment to remind ourselves of that, of like we're on the same team let's talk this out and like i think that we got to a place where it was almost like after that discussion i felt like a weight had been lifted i like took it all out and i'm like i feel great 100 percent. but i think
0: from a couple's guidebook standard if we're creating the guidebook of kim and aaron here like i was really proud of us because we both walked out of that dinner realizing that some things were said there was some truth in a lot of it Um, but a lot of it was tired frustrated yeah and you're gonna take that out on the closest person right whether it be even the event that you're mad at right it's just the fact that like i for some reason i had a lot of stuff in my head i got frustrated with myself with the way that i was that i felt i was leading this group and i thought i could do better and I was very frustrated. And so I turned it out on you. Yeah. And we both realized that and did not hold each other accountable for that, but actually strengthened our team, you and I, together to say, okay, okay, like, I see what's happening here. I'm not taking anything personal. We just released on each other. We both feel good. There there was never anything that went vulgar or nasty. Wow.
1: It was just a heated, it was a heated discussion where we both released our inside frustrations that needed to come out and we got it out. And we were like, I feel better now. Right. What
0: I was saying is, like, we both like felt really good and were able to have that conversation of, like, wow, like, I realized that I was just really frustrated and you're the closest person to me. And I unfortunately took it out on you so no harm no foul we're good let's just tighten the reins Mm -hmm. and what did we learn from this conversation what can we take from it and grow and after that it was money
1: it was golden yeah like we it was amazing like yeah, and and it was also like we're and again it's just funny like how things pile right because like we're at dinner we're having this talk or this you know heated argument i guess you'll say and like knowing what's ahead of us, right? So then I was starting to get frustrated. So I'm like, we still have to go home. We have to pack. I have to shower. We have to like make sure all of our stuff's ready for the hike. Our duffel
0: bags have to weigh a certain amount. Oh my more. God.
1: It was like I, and I even said, oh, that's what I said at the table. I said, I'm never doing this again. Yep. I will never ever do this again. Like it's too much. I'm too stressed out. Like this isn't worth it. Like I'm I will never fucking do this ever again. And But it's funny because, like, on the bus, you whispered through your teeth, like, what did you say? I'm, like, I'm never doing this again. Uh I'm never doing a group trip again. And I was, like, why? And you're, like, we'll talk about it later, right? That was before, Mm -hmm. you know. And then, so you said that through your teeth, like, whispered in my ear. And then at dinner, like, I said it. And then you were like, why? And I'm like, well, why did you say it? Yeah, You know? And so we just were going back and forth. So I was like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. But again, now, in retrospect, like, after that and after the hike and just looking back at a hole, it was like, oh, my gosh, like... It wasn't even, nothing even was that big of a deal. I think it was just all the anticipation. It's not like we were even that stressed out or that overwhelmed, I think it was just-
0: It wasn't like anything was really going wrong.
1: Exactly what I'm saying. So I'm like, why were we like freaking out? Like, of course we'll do this again. It's been an incredible experience. Of course there were challenges and things were tough at times and we had to figure things out and work out kinks but like in that moment we are both so emotional
0: well and i think too and i just thought of this while you were talking it hit me and i do that's a kudos <laughs> i i do think looking at it in hindsight right it's a kudos to alfie and saul they had us so covered on the inca trail that you and i just got to take a step back and enjoy
1: that's true yeah right
0: because yeah, there's little aspects to make sure people are okay. I do feel that sense of leadership, not that it's like a thing that I have to or you know whatever. like that's just my view of it that we did bring this group together. so I want to make sure that everybody is okay and everybody's enjoying their time and what can I do to help? And then I can be the uh, the the negotiating party between alpaca and which is the group we went with, with uh, Saul and Alfie and, and the crew. But I can be that intermediate to make sure everybody's okay. So I did have that thought process in my mind. But they had everything so handled yeah. that it just allowed me to just step back and enjoy my time.
1: That Yeah, I will say that was definitely really nice to, Because again, Aaron and I were leaders at this trip. Because again, we planned the trip. We're not in charge of every move every person makes. It was just kind of like, these are the things we planned. Do you want to come with us and have this experience? We're not like your mom and dad. And we're all adults here. We're, we're all can figure things out for ourselves and whatever. And again, not saying that the group was like demanding things from us. No, because They, nobody they weren't knows. like, it was, you know, easy. It was great. Yeah. You know, like people were independent. They would go, you know, whatever. But it still kind of felt like when we weren't on these like group, like the Sacred Valley was led, Humanite was led, Inca Trail was led. When we were in those moments, it was so nice because yes, we were there as like part of the leaders, like you said, to make sure people were okay or whatever, but we could just enjoy ourselves because we were, there were other people who were in charge of us making sure that we had everything that we need. So it was like, wow, this is like, this is awesome. We can just enjoy our own time. Yeah. So that was incredible. So like transitioning from that to getting onto the hike, it was just, I felt like we had let that release go and we were just in our flow. Like we were in it, like Mm -hmm. it was, I don't even know. I don't even know really what to say. There's, I, I there's, feel like we need to like debrief a little bit about our thoughts just overall of the Inca Trail itself.
0: Yeah. We, we're not getting into like step by step. I think no, no, if, no. if you want to know step by step, you do the Inca Trail yeah. yourself. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that before we did the Inca Trail, we had you know read a bunch of stuff. We had heard from groups that have gone before us. We had heard that there was tears, that it was like one of the hardest things that anybody had done. And so that was in my mind. You know, everybody always says day two is the hardest because you're climbing to the highest altitude. But you also have no clue what that actually means. Of course, the guides are there. Um, the Peruvian people have the no problem, llama, no problem attitude. Like they're very or no positive, drama, no drama, llama, no problem. Like they're literally just like the most positive people very spiritually minded and so you wonder if they're just telling you like no it's okay it's good we're fine so you always have that in your mind um good
1: no i was gonna say like it 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 was tough this hike was tough the hardest thing i've
0: ever done physically physically, and mentally
1: physically and mentally and emotionally because mentally it was very long days right like it was 12
0: 13 hour days long
1: days Hard climbs at altitude, you know. It's funny because uh, they were like, like with our briefing, uh, Saul said, you know, uh, dinner will be around you know six or seven or whatever, or 6 30. Lights out in your tent, sleeping at seven or eight. And we were all kind of like laughing because we we're like, uh-huh. yeah, like I'm sure you can go to bed when you want, yeah, we'll like, play cards. So, yeah, we'll play cards. We had a game we were gonna play, like. We'll hang out in the tent, whatever. Like, who goes to bed at seven or eight, right? We were all laughing about that. Honestly, by the time we got to dinner, all of us were so exhausted. Like, we would have dinner, we would talk, we would hang out, and then be like, good night. Like, we were in bed at like eight o'clock. I mean, sleeping. Eyes closed, butt wiped, sleeping.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is a which is a whole other thing. Let's just say you get real close <laughs> with your crew, especially if your neighbors with them next to you in your tent. Like yeah. you hear everything, you can't get away with anything. We all knew When somebody was pooping you know who had diarrhea who was constipated who just pooped in the woods (laughs) like we knew we got so close because you have to be you're just trying to survive together
0: (laughs) I just I mean is this the time about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I used I, I learned it on the first night and then I after that I looked forward to getting to camp every night and hoping that I was neighbors with Joe and Sarah because, mind you, Joe's 6'8, 250 pounds. He is a solidly huge dude, right? <laughs> like, to say the least. Granted, he is like a, a Peruvian god here because everybody just wanted to, like, walk up and see him. Like, they've never seen anything like that before. It was like, in, in, it was insane. He's a
1: massive human being. Yeah. But a gentle, kind giant. He's a gentle giant.
0: That's one thing that I loved about this trip is just being able to connect with them. Yeah, totally. And so that was just that's one of my highlight moments. Definitely like-minded
1: travel couple friends.
0: They so Sarah's just the sweetest thing, and she her laugh is like very contagious. At least to me, it's just one of those things, and (laughs) I would hear them in their tent. Couldn't see them. But I could only picture what was going on. So basically, there's no access to showers. We did have access to showers on the third night, but it's like ice cold water, right? Mm-hmm. So and dirty and dirty, and you know, just you don't feel super clean. Yeah. I mean, it's like you get to wash yourself and you smell good ish, ish, better than you had before. But so the first night, no showers. So you basically have to bring wipes and you have to wipe yourself, and you got to think you're going. You know, twelve, thirteen hours walking through like the dust and sweat and different conditions and hot, then cold, then hot, then cold. And, and you're pooping and in the woods. You're pooping in the <laughs> woods and peeing and you know pooping in tents and like different little things. Well, the little what do you call them? Our tent. toilet tent. Toilet yeah. tent. And so, basically, Sarah would like wipe Joe down oh my God. because he's so big that he couldn't get to certain areas. And so I would just hear him narrating what she should do. And then she's laughing so hard that I would literally just lay in my tent, not do anything, and just wait for them to start their wiping session so I could just sit there and die laughing. And I would laugh for 15 minutes and then I would get myself ready, and then Big Rhino. Would have to start his process.
1: Well, it's like Joe. Joe's massive, right? So like he couldn't even fit it in his sleeping bag. It came up to like his hips. It came
0: up to his, <laughs> so his just, stomach.
1: He just like lay and like shake because it's like he thought It's like cold <laughs> AF, and like yeah. he was just like halfway up.
0: The sleeping bags were built for somebody that's literally five ten.
1: Yeah, they yeah. were even kind of small for me. Yeah, um, I mean I could fit, but there it was a tight squeeze. But Aaron is not flexible at all so you hike all day you're absolutely exhausted and again i want to say, i keep saying we're exhausted we're exhausted okay you are you're you're mentally tired you're physically tired but while you're hiking the experience is incredible the views are incredible like you are tired but you are taking it in you are enjoying it you're talking to people you can walk alone like it's a really good vibe it's not like the whole time you're just like Thick my, life, thick my life like we were high vibe high energy yeah. not all the time but like you have mm. a
0: mental clarity like you're just clear yeah like you're just it's
1: quiet you're
0: ex- like let's go yeah like, let's do this like it's like it's got that mentality that you just
1: you're pushing yourself. i, I yeah. look at
0: it as like people that run marathons you get into that flow right mm-hmm. that flow state that yeah when you get done you're like holy crap it hits you and that's usually what happened at the tent you get to the tent and you just be like, oh, yeah. it would all come out.
1: You're so exhausted. And I and the last thing I'll say, because I'll circle back to what I was just saying, is that another thing I was really surprised about and really enjoyed is that they spaced the groups out so well. So, like, majority of the time, it was just our group on the trail. So, it's not like you were surrounded and crowded by all these people. Because I think it's like 500 people can hike the trail. to Be on the trail. Oh, yeah, 200 people. And then you have the reporters and crew. But 200, like tourist permits right Mm -hmm. so essentially you could have a lot of people like 200 all around each other so like it was so nice just to be able to have it be our group and it was quiet it's like you could talk to people when you wanted to (laughs) you could scale back when you wanted to and just walk alone so i think part of it is like you don't always want constant chatter you don't always want to talk 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 you want to be quiet you want to take it in you want to like be in the moment with yourself and like what's coming up what are you thinking about like because you're in the Andes Mountains. It's magical. There's so much energy. It's beautiful. You're just like, oh, my God. Like, and so I think it was really important, at least I tried, to really try to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that being said, you would get to camp. You're already tired from all the hiking. Now you would get into the tent. And it was pitch black. Our lights didn't work well, Mm-mm. so now you're trying to wipe yourself. Which again, we've been together for 14 years, and I feel like we got even closer by just like, like when have you, when have I ever like wiped my butt, like or like you know what I mean, like you're right. like in my like happy baby, like
0: it's usually done behind closed. Yeah,
1: like you don't usually do that kind of stuff in front of each other, but it's like you're in your tent you know and like you're you're wiping you're getting clean and you're trying to find your pajamas and you're trying to you know get your sleeping bag set up you're so like that They're bringing
0: was, you water to wash your face it's like this whole thing
1: aaron can't move so he's <laughs> literally just like rolling in the tent like a roly-poly just like trying to find his stuff like his light keeps going out and it's like trying to put on his clothes while he's like i mean it was just like this whole tent shaking i mean it was a process by the time we got out of the tent i think we were more exhausted than the hike itself
0: 100 i was more exhausted from cleaning myself and getting changed than i was from the day of the hike
1: 100 it was exhausting yeah i will say though those wipes i actually felt now again we i didn't shower for three days i at night i would wipe everything and like i felt very clean Hundred percent. i never felt like stinky it was like you you feel really nice they brought you water every night so you could wash your face or wash your hands wash, wash your, your feet, feet. Um, I felt, I never felt super dirty. I did wear the same clothes over and over again. Um, I had two outfits and I wore each one twice. So I didn't love the feeling of putting on dirty clothes in See, the See, I
0: didn't do that. And you had a lot of room to spare in your bag. Yeah. So like technically I think you should maybe take that up to three.
1: Yeah, because you could have four kilos. My bag was two. Because I packed so light. And
0: I also realized that I wore something twice, which it wasn't bad to wear twice. But I had a different shirt. Yeah. And I think that was, like, really helpful. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, I think just, like, oh, and then, like, at night. So, we had the most incredible chef. So, the thing with Inca Trail, like, we had two guys. Can we get into this? We had two chefs. And then we had 20 porters for our group. And you're, so you carry your day pack. So we had our Trav Backpacks, which I'll just say shout out to the fucking Trav Backpack. Dude. Dude. They killed it. Like they weren't made for long treks like this. And there was probably seven people that had the bag and they held up so well. They were so comfortable because they're lightweight, but they're super durable and heavy duty. So you can load them pretty well. And then the new ones had that waist strap. So that added that extra support. We threw a, a three liter water bladder in the laptop case. All right,
0: so say that again. We did not know that this was going to happen. Once Kim and I did not show up to the Inca Trail with a water bladder, we had 18 ounces of water. Like I only had an 18 ounce water thing. We heard you need three liters. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but sweet Patsy. I love her. God, she was amazing. She's an angel. She is amazing. That no, was. Yeah. Um, Literally went out and bought Kim and I water bladders and said, This is my gift to you guys. And I It was literally am- so amazing because we were going to go buy them, but I realized that you could put the water bladder in the computer compartment and then clip it with your keychain, your key lock in so it stayed straight up and down. And it actually provided like a coolness to your back as you were hiking. And it held three liter water bladders and then the little strap on your uh strap the little uh yeah. whatever was able to hold your
1: i mean it was perfect it was uh, yeah It got it was amazing everybody was like it was super comfortable on my shoulders i could
0: put a bunch of stuff in it which i you know it held everything
1: yeah they, so head over to imtrabses.com check out the backpacks like i because they're made for like traveling and exploring cities and airport travel and like day hikes and things like that so, taking them on this huge truck, like, I, I figured, I knew they would be okay because we weren't packing super heavy. But, like, you just never know. We have never worn them like that for 12 hours a day, uh, multiple days in a row. In and the dirt. in on super the rocks, impressed. Like, yeah. yeah. Super, super impressed. Um, so, anyways, we had, but then your porters, they carry, you know, your sleeping bag and your mats and your tents and your pajamas and all the other stuff that you want to get to at camp and this team of humans (laughs) i i mean i just get emotional thinking about it because they were the hardest working kindest smiliest just they were such warriors man they would run these porters carrying however much on their back would run past us struggling on the trail like it was nothing and they were actually inspiration because you're like if they can freaking run up this what's wrong with me like pick it up girl
0: so they're running with they they say it's regulated i would be interested in that because you have to think not only are they carrying all of our stuff they're carrying our tents they're carrying the tent to eat in they're carrying the chairs they're carrying the kerosene to cook with they're carrying all of our food they're carrying toilets they're carrying emergency supplies like there was one dude that had to carry four days worth of like gasoline like kerosene to cook in it on his back like it's if anybody's ever lifted up a propane thing you know how heavy those are yeah and you're cooking four days breakfast lunch and dinner for 11 yeah. people
1: it, they they carry so much stuff it's insane to witness and they're always working because they get to camp then they set up for lunch they set up everything and then they move on when we're done with that then they head to the night camp and they
0: have to beat us there
1: they have to beat us there and then they set up our dinner and they set up our tents and that was like the coolest part about the trail is like we worked so hard to get to where we're going and these incredible humans warriors like, we just showed up and it was like, Here's your tent, miss. Here's your dinner. Like, but here's not only everything that, you need. Those
0: porters carried everything for us. They set everything up for us. They put our stuff in our tents for us, but still had enough time to stand at the entrance of camp and clap for us every single time oh we God. walked through. I know. I mean, it's incredible. They, I, I know. I, I literally can't get If I literally talked about this, I'd be in tears. I, know. I, I, I am now, currently.
1: I know. I, it really was it was just so i don't even, yeah i don't even know it's like what to say it's like you just want you witness that hard work and you witness that they don't make very much money either for their hard work and you just want to do everything in your power to like give back to these humans
0: yeah no i that's what i just said about the peruvian people like i've just witnessed it's not just the peruvian people the this really stands out because it's so fresh when you have people like alfie and and Saul and the porters and raul our chef and even the sarah our massage lady today mm. right like they don't make the wages that we make in america right but they are so proud of their jobs and they do them so well and obviously there's black sheep everywhere i get it right but the people that we have encountered even the porters had a smile on their face they were there to help us in any way we needed they clapped for us they cheered us on like they had a struggle throughout the day and then on top of that after we go to bed we just eat and go to bed they wash all the dishes and they clean up the tents and they get ready for us to go in the morning and then they we would hear them they would fall asleep around like 10 10:30 and then be up at you know, an hour before us to make sure that we had everything else ready. And it's just like insane to me that, like, we're just so entitled and, and, and privileged in the United States. And I just feel like if you don't see anything else, you can't really appreciate what we have. Versus like, that should be a gut check to your work ethic as well. Mm-hmm. To feel proud for what you have and do your job to the best of your ability. Because you're so lucky to have the job you mm-hmm. do. And I don't care if you've earned it or not. I, I, I get it. Like, I'm one of those people that says hard work pays off. I've earned everything that I have, blah, blah, blah. But I've also been very privileged. Mm-hmm. And I have had a very key access to where i want to go because you put somebody like soul and alfie in america with that work ethic yeah there's no stopping them
1: yeah 100 million trillion percent like it is uh, mind-boggling like even the tips and stuff like you know what they recommend for tipping and then you look at that and you're like holy shit like you're saying that 32 dollars for four days of work for port- each porter is good fuck no that does not feel right for the amount of work that they did like if that was in america and i understand that um it's a different way of living it's cheaper there right like it just is like it's not the same so we can't look at it like that our mindset is different we come from the states it's a very different tipping uh culture there as well but you're like if that was in the states like it would have been like you know, $200 a day per porter because of the amount of work that they did, it wouldn't have even been an affordable trip because you would have had to tip thousands of dollars. Like, right. Anyways, it, it, it just, it is a culture shock uh, to see the work that they do and then how much they make. And the company that we went through, Alpaca, one of the reasons why we chose them is because the owner of the company used to be a porter himself, and it's a, a Cusco-based Peruvian company. It's not an, a Western or an out, outside company. They're, they're local people, and he started this company, and they pride themselves on taking good care of their porters, paying them fairly, paying them a fair wage so that they can support themselves, and making sure that they have food, that they have a place to sleep, all of that. Um, and, and they take pride in that they ha- they're the first company to ever hire women porters. So that was something that was really important to us is that and, and the amount of weight that they can carry on their back is regulated. So they really make an effort to treat their porters kindly because he was a porter too. Um, that being said, you know, on our last night of camp, it's like I saw porters sleeping on benches. And granted, there were so many companies, there were so many people surrounding us on our last night. Because most of the time it was nice. It would be, like, just our group at our own campsite. It was Mm -hmm. private. It was quiet. Whatever. Um, But this last night, right before Machu Picchu, everyone's kind of in the same place. And the reporters just sleeping out in the showers. It was, like, heartbreaking to see that. Like, they work so hard. And they can't even, like, climb into a tent and get a good night's sleep. It, like, made me feel icky. Mm You know? Um, Anyway. But it was an incredible group so yeah if you ever do it's like try to find a company again you only know what you know and like what they tell you but it's like try to find a company that has integrity and treats their porters kindly because they deserve it and they're incredible and like the chef the food that we had absolutely blew my mind Mm -hmm. like we had 10 course meals like we were all Hiking all day, hungry, and we were like, "Please, we're so full, we can't take any more food." It was like so much food, delicious, delicious food, and just like, I'm like, "How did you do?" Not this? only
0: that, they were like vegetarian meal, ma'am, mm-hmm. gluten free meal, ma'am, like, sir, yeah, like this dude was just slanging it. He baked us cakes. Yeah. he did a cooking class. He did lomo saltado, like cooking class. Like Kim got to flip the beef and. I mean we all got the cut and they had not only did they do like I just thought oh they'll teach us something they had aprons and they had hats for us and they just went all out and the porters were around watching and it, it was, was I mean this experience was magical.
1: The the food and we're foodies like we appreciate good food and it it was just honestly some of the best food that I've had and it's healthy and it's Um, pure, you know, it's not a bunch of junk. Like, they're feeding you vegetables and quinoa and different meats and things that are, like, fueling your body to help you get through this hike. And it it was incredible. I told
0: Kim one day on the hike, I was like, this is insane. I feel like every bit of these calories are being used for the good. Yeah. Like, there's not this, like, overly, like, I feel stuff that I, you know, obviously after lunch it's hard to get moving again, but, like, Literally every once you get going, it just kicks in, yeah, and you have the energy that you need to sustain yourself through the hike, yeah.
1: And they did breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day for us, and it <laughs> was like amazing. So, Inca Trail in general was tough, it was challenging,
0: but Life we did changing. it together
1: as a team. We all rooted for each other, we all supported each other. We did have 10 people, so you know, there was like a, a separation between kind of the faster. 10. 12 mm-hmm. was oh well, included yeah including you and I uh kind of the faster hikers but then the slower hikers and but then we'd wait for each other at certain spots and it's like everybody nobody felt rushed nobody felt like they had to keep themselves back everyone was able to just have their own experience and we would meet up and we would you know at the at the summit or wherever we were trying to get and we would cheer each other on we'd have a moment and um it was one of the hardest things we've ever done but it was amazing the most rewarding i will say the second day was uh you know everyone talks about dead woman's past but i had actually been fine um with altitude i didn't have any issues i never took diamox nothing and then the second day which was the climb i was okay and then we i just had like a headache all day and then we stopped for lunch and it was like all of a sudden i it came out of nowhere I had like this debilitating headache it felt like it was like like my head was gonna explode I was dizzy like I I felt so sick like my eyes I just felt like oh my god like I can't even keep my eyes open so I was really worried because I was like a I don't want to play into this because mindset's everything especially out there what are you going to do i can't be like i'm going to lay down and take a nap like no you got to keep going there's nothing you can do
0: other than be carried
1: other than be carried and so i was like okay i need like what's going on like i feel i don't think i can do it i like went into the bathroom i like started bawling my eyes out and i'm like it was my mom's birthday that day and i was like mom like it was like praying to my mom praying to god praying praying to jesus all the people i'm like please like give me the strength and the energy like helping it like i was like i can't do this
0: Scared because
1: this was right before we were summoning dead woman's pass our highest altitude the hardest part of this entire hike and i'm like how did this happen at the hardest part of the hike um yeah i was like really nervous but i was just like listen i gotta do it you know, mind over matter and one step in front of the other. And like, Aaron was there every step of the way, just behind me, like one step, two step, three step. And I just went slow and, and obviously I got through it, but it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do with my mind. Cause I was just like, if I would have been home, I would like, I would have been like, I have to sleep. I'm so sick. And I have to hike hours and hours and hours of uphill feeling like i'm i might pass out i don't know how i did that that was definitely god i i don't know how i physically don't know how i did that i don't know
0: how you did it either i was so proud of you and i made it
1: to the top and i just and you like, never
0: said a word like i mean you, i mean obviously you were crying at yeah. lunch and i was nervous but when we were in it you just kept your head down and just did it and like worked through it on your own and pushed yourself and that's like that's huge yeah it's huge and it's It made me feel really proud because I was like, wow, like, I know my wife's a badass. And I know Mm -hmm. that, but I I also didn't want you to push too hard, right? Like, so there's that fine line. But I feel like a lot of people would have gave up at that moment. And you didn't. And you pushed through. And you weren't even the last person.
1: Yeah. was one of the first people the group. I did um, take a Diamox. That was the first time I took it. I think that helped. You took two. I took two. So I think that did help. Because when I got to the top of Dead Woman's Pass, you know, like, I was like, oh, my God. I was so emotional. Like, how did I do this? I had a little snack. And it was like, I felt so much better. I was like, oh, cool. Like, now I feel like myself again.
0: Now it's just like five hours down. Now
1: just five hours down. But, like, yeah, (laughs) that was was my hardest moment. Um, But I did it and with the sport of you and it was yeah it was a moment for sure
0: so i will say too the one thing that stood out was uh so at the last dinner said that he had never seen a group cling together so much mm-hmm. and a lot of people thought we were like a like a group like a group that knew each other mm-hmm. they didn't know that we were complete strangers minus like one or two um that came together four days earlier yeah and he says i've never seen a group want to do everything together and we did we did not want to push ahead we did not want to like separate the group we wanted to well, do well we it did all. separate
1: the group but right
0: but to a point that we would get up there and wait
1: yeah right we right. were not
0: like going to continue to push and let you know have the group be split like that yeah we wanted we'll get to the point and we will wait for everybody to reach it because we want to do it together yeah and we we made we it together each other yep, and we made it to machu picchu together and, and-
1: yeah, and I, and that's, like, the power of travel, right? It's the power of doing hard things. It's the power of pushing yourself, like, with a group because you just become such a unit, such a team. And it's, like, we were strangers 10 however many days ago. And it's, like, we left being, like, closer than ever because it's, like, it unites you. It brings you together. And, like, anyone who does something like this, too, I mean, all of us were healthcare workers except two people, but like it brings you to get like your like-minded people, right? If you're gonna come do something like this, a lot of the times you're like-minded, you have similar interests. Um, but like you just you just connect, and we're like, holy crap! You would have thought we would have known each other for years by the end of that, you know? And like we didn't, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that was really cool for him to say. Is like, and he said like you guys just have such positive energy, good energy together, and you support each other, and it was like, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We had each other's backs, and we did it together, you know? Um,
0: Man, Trav says adventure trip number one in the books.
1: I will say the last thing about uh, the Inca Trail is that I'm so grateful that we did this hike because we had so many moments of quiet, of isolation, of just being, like, in this wild mountains. Like, we're in the middle of the Andes Mountains, like, under the stars, full moon just like such an incredible experience all like just the nature of everything like and that was so powerful because when you make it to Machu Picchu you feel like you've gone from oh baby like a deserted island to Disney World it is inundated with people and tourists and yelling and cameras and we all kind of came out of the woods in the like dirty, stinky, into Machu Picchu rubbing. It. We're like, "Where are we?" It, <laughs> you know,
0: it was the closest thing I've ever felt to like a caveman being brought into like 2022. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you said, you're isolated. You're with your core group. Like you're hiking. You're struggling at points and you're pushing through and you're just locked in your thoughts and then it's just like you get there and there's buses endless amounts of buses coming in people are getting out and filing out of these buses there's coffee shops there's there's restaurants there's i mean
1: it was a shock it, it was, was a, a shock big shock to that the I system expect. it was a shock to the system um it was. And we all said that. We're like, wow, like, yes, Machu Picchu is beautiful. It's like magical in its own way, right? To finally get there and you're like, holy shit, there it is. Like it's incredible. But if we had just taken the train up to Machu Picchu, it would have been like cool. Like take your picture, you learn about the history, but like let's get the fuck out of here. Cause there's so many people, it's just crowded we enjoyed it so much more because we had worked so hard to get there and also because we had all of those moments leading up to it and just the the quiet of it all that it was like i don't know it just it felt so much more rewarding when we made it because i think i would have kind of like any touristy place yeah it's cool to see but the, the crowds usually ruin it and that's just part of the nature of what it is I think we would have been like, not disappointed, but just kind of like, that was cool. But it wouldn't have been as memorable because because of the experience we had on the Inca Trail far exceeded the experience we had just at Machu Picchu.
0: 100%. 100%. The trail
1: was the highlight. Machu Picchu was a highlight in the way because we made it, and that was the end point. But it was also kind of like whoa what we just did was way better you know 100 percent.
0: yeah yeah like i i don't even the actual Machu picchu itself is not even it's something that i like remember
1: i mean, I mean it was incredible it was
0: incredible but I, I just think like it just depends where your mind's at right it like, was just the I mean, people we literally saul our guide had to tell another group to please leave because they were so loud that we couldn't hear what he was saying yeah about the history of the place, right. And I will say that, too, that we didn't mention. Not only are these guides, Saul and Alfie making sure that we're taking care of, they're coordinating everything with the porters and the chefs and and making sure that we're okay, but their knowledge of this area <laughs> is insane. and the history. And mind you, they're doing it in a second or third language. Mm-hmm. I, I was just shocked, like, I was listening to him talk about the history about the incan people and all the the spanish people coming in and what the hidden cities and all these kind of things and i lost myself even listening to the words that he was saying because i was just so impressed with how passionate he was about the history Mm -hmm. and how knowledgeable he was
1: yeah not even just about the history but every single flower plant bird. mountains bird it's like you know everything bro like he knew and maybe he was like who knows they could be making shit up but i don't think like they just they're they go to school they're trained for this right and like you said it's in the like his third language mm-hmm. like he speaks three languages like there's they're just freaking badasses man mm-hmm. they're freaking badasses it's funny because we we finally make it to Machu Picchu through the Sun Gate, which oh. you're like, holy crap, we made it. What a cool feeling. And and we took a picture and it's like you're supposed to be able to see Machu Picchu. And it was so foggy, you couldn't see anything. So it was like kind of this anticlimactic, right? Because you walk through the sun gate and you just expect to be like, oh, you yeah, know, like that. Singing. Yeah. And like we get there and you can't see anything. And we were like, cool, like, no, but we have a snack, like, and so we took a group picture, and it was funny because uh, Alfie drew on the picture like Machu Picchu, kind of like a joke, like, this is what it looks like, guys, like, here it is, and uh, it ended up parting later, and we had I mean, beautiful you views of it.
0: When you take a picture and you hit edit and it has a little pen and you can draw with your finger. Yeah, it was like a like stick that's what figure he drew. version he didn't draw like a re- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was like a stick figure version. Uh and then uh one of the girls, two of them wanted to but there wasn't enough time got that tattooed.
0: Which I might do.
1: Yeah, it was super cool.
0: I might do that uh soon. Yeah. My first tattoo. It was super
1: cool and powerful because also and she put it so well because alpaca's Um, motto is the journey is the destination which was so true in this case right the journey we went on was absolutely the thrill of it all right the end point was cool but it was the journey so she was saying how like we ended up at our final destination it was so cloudy and you couldn't see anything right but like the journey to get there was what Stood out, right? Mm-hmm. What was like the most magical part? So she was like, "That's so powerful." Just that reminder of like, you're never like, it's not about where you're going. It's about enjoying every moment of where you are in the journey of it all, mm-hmm. right? Because you might get to Machu Picchu after hiking for four days, and you may not even see it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I felt like there was something else I wanted to say, but I, I can't really remember. Oh. This will be the last thing I say about the Inca Trail. That that night, we we were supposed to get into camp at 3.30. And we had, they did a cooking class for us, which was amazing. At oh, lunch. the third
0: night, the night before Machu mm-hmm. Picchu.
1: And we were supposed to be at camp at 3.30. We don't get into camp till like 6.37. So we are hiking in the dark.
0: <laughs> Not only are we hiking in the dark, but there is like a a rule that they said that you can't be on the trail after yeah. 6
1: right but, so we're hiking in the dark Aaron and I don't have headlamps because we bought these stupid hats that were supposed to have great lamps they suck I don't know the brand don't buy them they suck and so we have no headlamps and it's pitch black and so you we, we finally make it to the top of this ruin and we think we're almost there and, and uh, Sal was like there's our camp and it was literally, like, it looked like it was five miles away, straight down in the valley. And I thought he was joking. And I'm mm. like, stop. Like, wh- stop messing with us. Where's camp? And he's like, no, like, that that's where we're heading. And you would have thought, like, it was like, that's impossible. I was like, that's impossible. We can't make it there tonight. Like, no way. He's like, that's where we're going. So you, we can make it. It's not as far as it looks.
0: Yeah, he stops us all of a sudden on the train. He was like, uh... Please put on your headlamps, it's going to get dark quick. I literally felt by the time you finished that sentence, it was pitch dark. Yeah,
1: it is. And so now we're we're following Kenley's light, who is a great guy. She's like, this step is going to be a little steep. (laughs) And again, we're going down very, very steep stairs that you can't see. You,
0: You can't see anything. I'm worried that Kenley's going to turn around and trip because she's trying to guide us. So we finally get through this area. We look up and here comes sweet Keaton. Keaton has no headlight on. And he's just walking in the middle of the pack, like never says a word. And we realize that Keaton has no. We're like, Keaton, you know have it. Mean? He's like, I'm alright.
1: He's like scaling the mountain, like <laughs> uh, like crawling down on all fours. Yeah, like, doesn't say open. a word. Yeah, he's like doesn't say a peep. Obviously, like I'm all drama. You know, like I can't see this. I'm falling down the mountain, and then there was apparently massive, huge spiders tarantulas with eyes that you if you shined your light you could see them and um one of them
0: ended up on amy's face yep
1: one ended up on her face so now i and i freaking hate spiders (laughs) like i'm so scared i'm so scared of spiders so now i'm if you turn your light you see massive eyes just staring at you they're everywhere you're surrounded by it And every step we took now we're looking at the massive spiders and camp doesn't look like it's getting any Uh closer we're like, we're never going to get there. Yeah. It gets further and further yeah. away. There was
0: one bathroom with a red light. And I just kept seeing this red light. I saw it at the top. And when he said that was our camp, and I'm like, no way. And then he said it was. And then I just kept following that red light. And it never got closer. <laughs> I- it literally kept looking like it kept getting farther and farther away. It was. And then we had to come down <laughs> another ruin. And those were like Inca stairs. Like very tight Inca yeah. stairs and then I knew he had said that the camp was 10 minutes from the uh that ruin yeah. that he wanted to show us But we didn't make it to, so we didn't make it, to. Well,
1: it was funny because like we finally well, we made
0: it there it was just dark
1: yeah right we didn't make it there on time which was his favorite and he really wanted to show us but like yeah. we didn't he was so passionate like again he's not like whatever we don't have time who cares like he's like I want to show this to you guys because it's mm-hmm. amazing like he just wanted to well, share what everything he said with us to
0: you when you were joking around
1: at machu picchu Mm -hmm. yeah because machu picchu is like i feel like we're jumping stories here okay so i'll just put a pin and i'll finish that in a second but we're like standing there kind of waiting for the group to catch up and you can see camp now which we didn't know once you get to camp we still have like 20 minutes to go because we were all the way at the end which ended up working out because then we were close to where we had to register in the morning and the porters met us with let lights which was so amazing the porter's they like met guided us, us the
0: porters met us with flashlights and walked individual people with flashlights yes, to make sure we that could. we hit every step and walked with us the rest of the way and I mean, so,
1: again, like, so said he's never had a group that has been hiking this dark ever mm-hmm. ever so i don't know um he said that a few times but um anyways we're standing there and waiting for people to catch up and <laughs> amy has her light on and she's like oh my god look at those eyes they were up on one of like the inca terraces things and the grass and like i looked and i could see it i'm like oh my god they were huge and all of a sudden she and again we're all exhausted it's, it's pitch black there was just a spider on her face she starts screaming bloody murder.
0: because it like jumped and then like charged was, us of course when amy tells the story it's epic i know right? Like it, the way she told her, it, like, it, it jumped down, but then, like, grew wings, and then, like, and then she was like, but it was she, a gargoyle, and, like...
1: She thought it was, like, charging us. <laughs> so she's screaming bloody murder, which makes me scream. I'm pushing people to the ground to run out of the way. She's screaming, I'm screaming, now everyone's screaming. It's like the fucking, like, Blair Witch Project. It really was. In the middle of the night, we're the only ones out there. I'm like, this is insane. Like, of
0: course, Saul and Alf are like what?
1: They're like, what's going on? Yeah. We're like, do you, do you not see what's happening? It's like the the hills had eyes. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. Well, of course, when she oh describes the story God. of the spider
0: being on her face and she didn't want to, she didn't want to <laughs> make a move because it might bite her, so she's just trying to blow it off her face.
1: <laughs> I can't. I lo- like. It was just like too much at that point. We were all just like. Oh my god! Like, get us to camp. Get us some food in our belly. Like, we had tea time every night where they did tea and it was snacks. Happy hour. Happy hour. We called it
0: non-alcoholic happy hour.
1: And that that night, uh, I actually did take a cold shower. A couple of us did. I did not feel cleaner than the wipes, but it kind of like reinvigorated me. But like tea time in ten minutes, we're like, we don't care about tea time. <laughs> Give us dinner. <laughs> <laughs> But... uh,
0: It was last last night.
1: We have so... I mean, we could go on. We have so many stories, but it was just a magical trip and a life-changing experience. And holy shit, in five days, we are getting ready to do it all over again with group two. (laughs) So... (laughs) wow that was uh that's just crazy
0: well did you want to say your thing real quick or did you Which want to cut things? it off the, that you were joking oh, with, oh, with machu picchu so to
1: keep like keep yeah i remember that because yeah. i forgot um last thing last thing yeah so once you get to machu picchu you have a whole guide through the ruins right like a whole tour you learn all about the history it's super cool um it's very long and so again this is kind of the theme we're all hangry <laughs> We have to poop, you know, like, all the things. I want
0: to shower. Yeah. We know we have a four-hour, three-hour car ride home.
1: No, we had, like, five hours. Well, it was,
0: like, the bus, then the train, then, the, yeah.
1: Whatever. We, we go. We have a long journey to get home. But, like, we go through. It's a couple of hours. And we're, like, okay, like, we're ready to go eat lunch, you know? And so... I was joking, you know, and Saul, like, he's super cool. Like, we kind of knew, like, we knew our personalities at this point, whatever. We all knew each other's personalities. So he's taking us to the next thing to explain, which, again, it sounds, I sound like such an asshole, right? Being like, I didn't want to go to lunch. I don't want to learn about this. But we learned so much about all the runes. Um, So I kind of was, like, walking up to him, like, with my shoulders down, like, with a puss face on, like... "Mm -hmm." like joking with him and he was like i'm so sorry like he's like this will be the, this is the last one this is my favorite i really want to i want you guys to hear this it's like really interesting like we're almost done and i'm like oh my god i'm just kidding so like of course we want to hear what you have to say we're just kidding with you you know we're a hangry bunch we need our snacks you know because you can't eat in machu picchu right. so but it was just like wow like because he could have easily been like, let's wrap this up. Like, let's go. Yeah, eat. you guys don't care. Let's go. Like, but he was like, he was so passionate and wanted us to, to. he wanted to teach us as much as he could. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. You yeah. know? And
0: mind you, he just did the same hike we did.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, it was and nothing. And took
0: care of us. Like, it was and nothing. And set everything up. Yeah. And taught us everything.
1: Yeah. So I then mean. we took him to lunch and we bought him Inca tequila. And we had shots and lunch and just such a fun time because we were all celebrating we're like holy crap you guys and we did it oh my god it. we,
0: and freaking then we almost it. missed the train
1: and then they, so so i was like okay oh so like the train is at two o'clock say and it's 1 30 and we even got our food none yet. of us have gotten our food we're in peru things move slower you you don't like rush to pay you know it takes a, it's a process
0: they have one card reader for everybody that wants to pay with a card
1: yeah and i was like Okay, we're not gonna make that train. Is there a later train, like a 30 minute train or something later? We're not making this. And he's like, No, we have to make this train or whatever the reason was, but we had to make this train. I was like, There's no freaking way. He's like, There is a way. So we're like, Okay, I guess get everybody's checks going now. And so then our food comes, we're like, Scarfing our food down, Scarfing our drinks, and somehow we freaking made it we were the they were literally closing the doors of the train mm-hmm. by the time that we made it there
0: dude it was so crazy because i thought i i didn't have my phone i didn't know kim had it i'm trying to yell at her from mm-hmm. above the thing people are yelling back and forth i'm trying to create a plan where i'm gonna run back you guys hold the train i'm gonna grab my phone like Alfie and Saul had friends from the restaurant like run our duffel bags to the train. I have no clue how they ended up there, but they did. And then we see Joe, Sarah, and Alfie, Alfie running towards another train. Wrong train. And you would have thought it was like an Alfred Hitchcock like <laughs> movie of a travel horror flick. Kim just yells,
1: the my
0: and of course, him being six eight was very helpful.
1: Because I just saw his hat go by. His
0: big head turn, and he looks at us, and he's like above the crowd, and you can see that he made eye contact with us, and then directs the crowd. But he said that he thought since Alfie was with him, he knew which train to yeah. take. Yeah, Alfie was running towards the different one. Oh my, oh my god. god! It just that was like that solidified the trip. That to was, almost missed that train.
1: And but once again, we were the last people. Our group was always last. But yep. we freaking made it and we had a really good time getting there. You're doing right. That yeah. was definitely their theme. Like, we might get there at last, but we're going to have a really good time getting there. Yep. You know? We're
0: soaking in every moment.
1: Ugh. All right.
0: I think. I think this is a two hour podcast. I know.
1: I'm like, oh my God. Like, we. It was so much. We have so much more we can say. But um, yeah, I think next week we will debrief group two. I. Yeah. I am i don't know. We'll have
0: to throw something in because it could, I mean, we're doing like a lot of the same stuff, but I think... No, I mean, I won't be
1: like a debrief of the hike, but just we'll kind of like, because again, like we're doing this twice and honestly, I'm so excited for the next group because I know it's going to be a completely different vibe, completely different people, and it's going to be a different experience. Also, we're not going to film. So, Aaron and I just get to be present without thinking about filming in this, so it will be a very different experience. That being said... It's crazy to go do this again. Like, again, that trail wasn't easy. Like, it's not easy. And it's mm-hmm. four days. And, you know, and so it's a lot. And I will never back do back-to-back trips like this. Not
0: with this type of. No. Like, itinerary. No, no, no. no. I would do back-to-back trips in, like, Bali.
1: Yeah, not like this. Like, it's it's just, it's, it, we're kind of like, what were we thinking? But we, we did it and we have six new people coming in and we're gonna show up for them and we're gonna have an awesome time, but I'm still like, how are we gonna actually do this again? Like, Mm -hmm. but we still have a couple of days. So I feel like yesterday I was like an emotional mess because like everybody left. I was crying all day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was like this feeling of like, I was so ready to kind of like have some downtime and some space and some quiet to just process and reconnect to myself and all of that and be out of a group setting. I was so ready for that. But then when everyone was leaving, I'm like, no, leave. I'm going to miss you so (laughs) much. Like, it did. It felt like, you know, like, like I said said
0: last night, I felt like everybody has come over to my house and we had such a fun time for 10 days. And then they were leaving our house. Yeah. And then the house was quiet. It was just so
1: quiet. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, now what do we do? And you have to readjust to that. And so I felt super emotional, super sad, really missing everybody. But also happy but then also super emotional because i'm like i can't do it again babe i can't i can't do it again
0: you just kept saying i that kept saying it years. i was
1: crying and crying and crying and i was like i do not think i can do this again i'm also getting my periods. So i'm a little emotional <laughs> um but either like i think just get a really good night's sleep and we have some time we have six days it's not like we have to do it again the next day and so anyways i woke up this morning i enjoyed some quiet and coffee by myself which completely recharged me and now I'm still kind of like, how are we gonna do this again? And an amazing massage. And an amazing massage, yes. Um, and it, I'm still like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this hike again. But I'm, I'm feeling better. So I feel like each day that goes by, we'll be ready for the next. We trip have to ten talk.
0: days until we hit the Inca Trail again. Oh
1: God, we're crazy. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's all, folks.
0: That is. I have nothing else to say.
1: Me either. I'm hungry. All right. Theme go of eat. the trip. I'm to hungry and, and go poop. Are we gonna go to Organica again? No. <laughs> we gotta switch it up. All right. All we right. have our go-to restaurants here. The food here in Cusco is so good, and it's healthy. There's so many vegetarian options. Anyways, we like it. Me gusta. Me gusta. See you next Tuesday, even awesome. though it's Friday. See you next Tuesday. Awesome. Hopefully. Hopefully.